0: What's good? Thank you for joining me. I'm Johan Francis, CSCS, and welcome to my show, Ego Killer. It's here on this show that we talk about all the moves you need to make inside the gym to help you literally move better outside in life. So much of what goes on in life buoys around our ability and want to have more fun. The only reason we're in the gym today, tomorrow, the next day is so that we could get happier and healthier. A lot of times that means my ability to enjoy myself increases. If I'm doing all this work inside the gym Monday through Friday, Saturday through Monday, whatever it is, I'm doing that so that Sunday is the day I get to kick it. And I, and kick it I will. <laughs> right? We do this so that we can work hard and rest oh, like a champ. We all want that experience. We all want that separation. That separation, not of church and state, but of fit and rest. We want that. We want those two things to be very disparate from each other. Because it's in that rest, that fun time, the barbecuing on the weekends, the fun on the beach, right? Again, showing my California leftist privilege. The fun on the beach. It's going, it's playing, you know, you go up, you go for some pickup ball. You play you're on a you're on a softball league, right? You're going out to the links. You're on the pitch. Any other type of euphemism for sports that you could think of? You do that on the weekend. Maybe it's hiking and seeing new vistas. Conquering some of these mountains on your bike. We work hard in the gym to get there. Well, most of those times maybe 30 yards away from whatever we're doing, enjoying ourselves. If it's not, it's a hop, skip, and a drive away. It's the corner store. And the corner store loves to, you know, right when you walk in, you have all the little eats, the cheap stuff at the corner store that you could buy. And we're even talking about the fancy corner store, right? The one in the fancy neighborhood with all the redwood trees around it. Well, the first thing you need to lay it out a certain way so that by the time you get to the back, there's the high ticket items. That's right. The alcohol is never far behind. It's always glowing right underneath some kind of fluorescent. The alcohol is the high ticket stuff. And a lot of us imbibe. We take it down. We love to drink a little bit. Personally speaking, I've always had a relationship with alcohol um, in one way or another so much so that I've I've been to bartending college right like I've learned how to determine what good whiskey is versus bad scotch <laughs> right there was a period where buying alcohol for me in my life was like a practice and I've never been too far from it most of my adult life I meet lots of you guys and I haven't met too many of you that don't have a relationship with it when I say relationship We don't want our butt cheeks to get too puckered up, right? It doesn't mean we're alcoholics out here. Although that is the fear. And I'll talk a little bit later about why that seems to be the fear. But what I mean is that we have a relationship. We don't know how much is too much. We don't know if we can drink anything at all. We think it's bad to have any. We're over here looking at the menu. And these mixologists come up with the fancy drinks, right? It's mezcal mixed with hibiscus with a drop of Midori and we're like, yo, can I have this or not? Am I going to derail my whole workout? Some of us do actually in reality have unhealthy relationships, right? It's like my granddaddy had the golden flask back in Chicago to quote Kendrick Lamar. (laughs) A lot of us have that relationship where it's part of our nature. There's nothing better after a long day In a whole series of long days. Than to pull out that golden flask. To go grab a big beer. Right? To go grab the strongest beer we can. To spend our hard earned ducats. On whatever six pack we can afford. Just for that hot little second. It's so much. It's tied so much more in. To our lifestyle and our mindset. Than it just being one drink with a hundred-ish calories up in it. So I want to talk about that a little bit today, um, and about why some of you love to give up the stuff wholesale and what that actually can do for our habits. First off, every time we drink, if you can round up the vodka, the brandy, the Hennessy, the wine, right, the cab, the 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 Riesling, the sweet stuff, right, the Moscato, the 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 pink stuff. What else do we got out there? The beers, the IPA, right? The malt liquor. We can round all this stuff up. We could generally guess, generally, that in one serving, it's like 105 to 150 calories on average. All right? And that's in one serving. Now, a lot of us, we're not good at sticking to one serving. We could go through 10 servings before we actually decide that it's time to stop. Some of us are more moderate. And three servings is good enough. Well, do your math. Do your math and know that some of you can take down eight servings. Well, that's 800 calories. That's the biggest burrito you've eaten all week right there, right? And so those are considerations that we need to think of. But before we get into the three considerations that we're going to knock out today, we want to talk a little bit more globally about the relationship of alcohol inside of our lives, It's the idea that this is a release, right? I've trained with many of you who have come into the gym after drinking one, sometimes two. And I'm talking about maybe if you got breathalyzed, you'd be sweating bullets. And then you went to go work out. Look, it's not impossible. I've seen it multiple times. I've seen people bring beer into the gym. I know that there's some coaches that drink beer and then go train. Now, this isn't common, but I've seen it. Right? I've seen it. So, what? if that's possible, right? If you could get away with that, how bad is it for our health, really? Well, I'm going to make an argument. And this comes from an addictive mindset. It's about the lifestyle you lead. It's about the lifestyle you lead. So much of our catharsis is tied into how much we can drink. And that's okay. This is not a judgment podcast. The last thing I want is to pass judgment. And the last thing I think I'm capable of, to be real, (laughs) is passing judgment. But it's tied deeply into our lifestyle. We think about it as catharsis. We think about it as getting over a hard day. And then when you... The last thing you want to do is get pestered when you get home. You want to kind of take your mind off things. You want that headache to go away in the quickest possible fashion. You turn to a beer, you crack that thing open, and we're on our way. When we're on our diets, ooh, those D-I-T, D-I-E-T-S, those diets, right? Making sure I spelled that right. Um. One of the first things I'll often leave, it'll leave, right? Get that out the shopping cart. Get it off the shopping list, right? It's always alcohol. It's the first thing a lot of us quit. Wholesale alcohol, and this is a good move in a lot of ways, except if it's tied to our lifestyle. If it's tied to our lifestyle, getting rid of alcohol wholesale is like making a massive carve-out to our whole daily stees, nightly stees, semi-weekly stees. And when we start making those giant carve-outs, we start noticing when that stuff is missing. And so now that the sacrifice is huge, well, it's going to be really hard for us to stick with that whole modus operandi. If the carve-out and the sacrifice is so big, man, I'm not going to want to keep that up. Are you? It's hard. If we're quitting alcohol, we want to make sure we do it for for the reasons. Well, listen, if you're quitting alcohol... And you feel like you've got to a stage where you have to, I mean, we're going to have to dig deep. You're probably going to have to look introspectively. And there's going to be more to it connected than just your weight and your um, yearly health. However, giving that thing up to lose some pounds, it's not a bad idea. But we want to take a look and examine if it's tied into the whole like, lifestyle of what we're doing. Before we actually think that giving it up rather than cutting back is the play. All right. Is it part of the lifestyle? Are you one of these folks that decides, hey, I'm going to go look for the, the newest, fanciest IPA there is. IPA being code for fancy malt liquor. Right. Are you one of those folks that likes to do what I used to do and shop? For alcohol and liquor for sport, right? You're trying to find the best stuff. Do you work in the industry, in the food industry? Are you someone that entertains guests a lot, right? You got clients and you have meetings. And so all those meetings, they revolve around going to Korean barbecue. And then here comes all the drinks, right? Because you're trying to sell the product. Whatever it is, depending on how much it is, the lifestyle, Do you? Oh, some people we have a lot of those uh, memberships, right? And I'm oftentimes getting bottles from from people that I've trained with over the years, um, all the time, and it's great. (laughs) But do you have the member? Like we have to make sure that it's part of the lifestyle. Okay, it is. We're giving up's going to be quite the carve out. Got to move in a different direction. I'm going to give you three keys to watch out for whenever we're taking down a little bit of alcohol in our daily lives. Remember that it can be high calorie. You're talking about a margarita. You're not talking about 100 calories anymore. You're talking about that sugar. You're talking about that, you know, you got to understand whatever's making it taste tangy and delightful. Well, that's putting on some calories for you, right? So anytime those drinks come out, and you got the garnish on that side right there. And they had to actually like go to culinary school just to design the thing. Right? And, the, and if it comes out with like an explanation, an old boy comes out and he's telling you like the thought process behind designing the drink. If the shaker starts to pop out too, we all like the sound of the shaker. I'm being <laughs> exaggerating, but if we have to think that there's a theory behind the drink. We're thinking about calories almost right away. This could be two, three, four, five hundred 500 calories right there. And again, because the alcohol content in there, the literal alcohol content is real low, we might be able to take down four of them things, right? And that's something that we really got to watch out for. If we drink big, big beers too, right? One serving, but it's got three servings in there. The alcohol content's high if it's an IPA, right? Now, now the calories just shot up from one... 105-ish, 125 per serving to like 150, 170 per serving. And then it's a big tall boy times that by two. Okay. You know, the folks, the family that could take down two, three of those easy. Well, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about hundreds of calories. So that's number one watch out for those calories, right? If we're trying to lose weight, well, we're not trying to lose weight. We're just talking about a lifestyle change. The hangover's a beast. Oh, man. Hell hath no fury. (laughs) Right? It's like the hangovers come in. They take you down. One day, two day hangovers. They leave you dehydrated. They leave you hurting. Right? It's all because our bodies can't really break down alcohol in its totality. And what's left over, it's like buying um, the wrong type of oil for your ride. Okay? Okay. So your whip takes a certain type of oil, you get the wrong stuff, you get more sludge, your your the car can't break down, or it just doesn't, it just builds up. It builds up inside of those cylinders. Now the pistons aren't firing right. Now they're not get the knocking, and it all leads to the death knell of your engine, all bad, right? Kind of happens with our body. When we're not able to break down alcohol and ethanol completely, what happens is those metabolites start to build up. Get that headache, right? And then your whole life turns into an atmosphere song. So, that can really affect the lifestyle. Not to mention that the depressant, right, alcohol, as we all know it is, starts to make you feel low if we continually have these hangovers, right? Not drinking, but continuously with the hangovers. We start to feel low, right? You all remember back in your 20s when it was easy. start to feel low a little bit, so... This can really affect us negatively, not to mention the dehydration of it starts to impact. One deterrent for this, and this is the third point. So the first one was like, watch out for those calories. The second one was the lifestyle shift to where the hangover isn't such a big negative or takeaway from your lifestyle, steez. But the last thing that we're going to talk about is drink better alcohol. Drink better quality alcohol. We're over here drinking. Look, I'm not trying to throw everything under the bus, but look. The, you would call it, well stuff that we're drinking. We're drinking that only and we're watching for the hangover. We're watching for our calories. Drink better premium stuff. You know why? Because it's two to three times the cost of the regular stuff. That's a natural deterrent for you. Problem is it's going to taste a lot better and smoother so it'll be easier to take down. But guess what? You're going to drink less. Because your wallet's gonna be hurting too. So make the decision to make the wallet and not the prefrontal cortex hurt. The wallet hurts, the head doesn't. Drink better stuff. So we're going out, right? And you start to ask for the the you wanna, you know, the the cheapest, highest calorie beer you can think of. Maybe go with the most expensive one in the room and only have one of those things. Right? How about that? How about we try this instead? Alright, let me move away from rhetoricals. Um, we're drinking cognac? You drive, You Look, that's one of the types of alcohol that you can spend a lot of money on. Like, a lot, right? It's different with, say, gin. Um, the price range for whiskey is, like, massive. Right? Price range for tequila is not ultra-massive, but it's pretty big gradient, you know, um, liquors like this, for example, but cognac, you can spend hundreds of dollars on a shot, right? Get the best stuff you can. If you're looking out for your hangover status and your calorie status, that'll force you to drink a little bit less. All right. So those are my three tips for today. And let's seek to have a little bit better relationship with the alcohol. And for those of you who are quitters, because quitters, you know, quitting alcohol is one of your things. It's not so much that you should not quit, but we definitely want to be in a space where we understand if it's a lifestyle shift um, before we actually wholesale quit. So I want to leave you guys with that. Try it out this weekend and see what you come up with. Let me know go on apple podcast and rate the episode if you liked it for five stars please because then i'll send you a free gift until the next one stay up